Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Absolute Comics. I am Sal, I'm joined today by Dan. Benny is ill, but he'll be back next time. You should watch out, give him some well wishes if you can. This episode is sponsored by Gamer Subs. You want to drink something like that gives you energy and isn't as, as, as chalky as its competitors, so I'm told? put it in your in your in your thing there's a cup that you can buy and hey if you use a code it's in the description down below you can use that and it'll save you money on that cup and those cups have have women on them the women are doing all kinds of stuff check them out gamer subs uh use the promo code uh comics to check out probably and yep. you will you will save yourself some dough on on that gamer sub uh it, it is it is like a it's like an energy drink but uh but it's but it's yummy I love your ad reads so much. I don't do them for a reason. It's <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate it. They're like, damn it. Um, yeah. Hey, we got a lot of topics to talk about. We're, of course, this is about comic books, but Dan and I were very busy today, so we didn't actually read any new new books today. Uh, so let's just jump into the topics. Let's do it. Right here we go. Uh, first up, Dan Slot announces the return of superior spider-man as a comic book not much information has been revealed but it's exciting according to dan to see what the superior spider-man will have in store for us this time around yeah uh it's about time mm -hmm. um it's actually long past time in fact one might say it's uh past the expiration date but <laughs> here we are dan slot uh, my guess is you know where, where do you think this is coming from i mean like, i I, so I have a feeling it's probably something to do with the facts that he has, I believe it was Dan Slott, that finished end of uh, Spider-Verse. Like, Spider-Verse is done. Yes. So I'm wondering if this is going to be potentially a different universe or mm. if it's going to be a different universe, Doc Ock, coming to this universe. Maybe something along those lines. Either way, I was a huge fan of Superior Spider-Man as well as uh, when he did the Superior Octopus is what I think he yes, called himself. Yes, he was the superior, worst name ever. Terrible, terrible name. Terrible. But, I didn't even mind the design, but just yeah. Superior Octopus? Yeah. Superior, more superior than what? Regular <laughs> yeah. Octopi? He's like, I'm better than I used to be, so I am now superior. Th the thinner. <laughs> congratulations but i i'm excited for it i think this has some good potential and i'm a fan of spider-man right but i'm excited to have something spider-man adjacent instead of an adjacent spider-man comic where you're going okay which one is like the main one i'm supposed to be reading right now because we've got uh, the amazing spider-man and we've got spider-man and I don't know which ones I, I, I mean, don't even know if they're both technically in continuity or where they are compared to each other in the timeline. Cause I will, I will help you. They are in continuity. Okay. Uh, but um, they, they do not rely on each other. You know, like uh, I mm -hmm. believe that the gold goblin is appearing in the next issue, like the issue that drops tomorrow as of the recording of this episode. Uh, he appears in that. So it's okay. like, and the costume that he gets that he wore in the Zeb Wells run carries over into okay. the, uh, the the adjectiveless Spider-Man series. Uh, it, it's but it's also I guarantee you that like Slot and Wells don't work together on this. There's no like coordination as there doesn't need to be. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just another book. It's an alternative for you, but it is in continuity and it is about Peter Parker, presumably. Right. I don't. Yeah, I've never had a problem with like two books going on side by side until they try and make both 
there or until they need that character in a different event or a different book because then mm -hmm. you go and read that one and you're like okay which one is this is it the one that you've made me hate or right. is it the one that just saved people like well and then and now has this new sidekick that swung off and no one knows if we'll ever see him again oh but... he'll be in the next issue no 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 dan Slott invented so. spider boy and he's like we're using him no in the preview for the next issue mm -hmm. spider boy is in it okay good it is straight up spider boy will be spider boy will never go away like dan Slott created him and as long as dan Slott is writing spider-man in any regard mm -hmm. spider boy will be in the book because he stands to cash in substantially if any spider media decides to adapt him now my guess that. would be if dan slot's taken over superior he'll probably bring spider boy on as a sidekick oh yeah that would Especially be kind of cool i mean the canon for spider boy according to the the one issue he was in is that he has been around forever and he's the only one who remembers it due to mm -hmm. the web of life and nonsense so if he's resentful and angry at like the true spider people for forgetting him then why not go work with the superior spider-man yeah you know and i can imagine superior spider-man doc ock being like now that i'm back and i'm thin again i want to really stick it to peter and why not steal his forgotten protege yeah so and of course it's dan slot so he stands to succeed the most from like more exposure of spider boy so i can see this being right. like a twofer but like for me and i i, I uh i've always said this like when superior spider-man the first series because this would be technically the third superior spider-man series mm -hmm. um when the first superior spider-man ended um i imagine that back then dan slot loved peter parker same way that he showed how much he loved peter parker from big time onwards hell from new ways to die onwards and the dude was like, I want Superior Spider-Man, the book, to kind of echo this idea that Doc thinks he is the Superior Spider-Man, but in reality, Peter Parker is the Superior Spider-Man. And that's right. like poetically what happens throughout the book. Spoilers for folks who haven't read it yet, but uh, Peter Parker comes back. And, uh, but market-wise, you know, money-wise, in the tenure of that run, they built up an audience of people who like Doc Ock as Spider-Man. Yeah. And the book was selling as good as Amazing Spider-Man because it replaced Amazing Spider-Man. If you relaunch Amazing Spider-Man, which of course they did, you're going to get an influx of readership just from it being number one. Marvel is infamous for this. Yeah. What they should have done was relaunched Amazing Spider-Man and also continued Superior Spider-Man. Look, there's no shortage of books that feature a titular character dying and that book continuing until that character's return from the dead. Doc Ock could have had that. If Superior Spider-Man was a book about just Anna Maria and the life he left behind, maybe Doc Ock in the living brain or wherever, finding his way to getting back to life, that would have been how you keep Superior Spider-Man going and keep that audience, that audience, that new audience who birthed out of nothing. Right. And kept that book going. You could have two spider books that both sell 100,000 copies a month. How amazing would that have been? Instead, they kill him. They end of the book. Fine. But as I recall, the relaunch for Amazing Spider-Man was softer than they expected. Oh. And it, it resulted in the Parker Industries era, which like nobody has reverence for. 
then they brought back Superior Spider-Man. And it's like, what? they left, man. They left. And that's and that's proven in the sales. The number just the books just didn't sell as well as it did at its height mm-hmm. in its previous iteration. So it's like you're too little, too late, twice over now. Especially because they've gone, they being Marvel and Spider Editorial, head over heels to get Doc Ock back into his old body and just make him a villain again. By the right. way, to some fantastic stories. He's this has been fantastic to see Doc Ock just doing nothing, uh, but. I don't know. I feel like this is a great idea, but it's like, it was a great idea five years ago. Right. (laughs) You know, like, why did you do any of those things then? If you were just going to bring it back, especially with Dan Slott on the book. Um, I will say the, the fact that it has been a good amount of time, I think will help them with this one. Yeah. Like I feel like it's sometimes they take something out of the spotlight, like they just remove it, but then they come back with it a year later like yeah maybe even less than that but like you said it's been a good five years since the last while. superior spider-man that i feel like this is going to get people to go oh yeah i really enjoyed that i haven't seen anything about it recently yeah let's see what happens because a lot has happened since then in the entire marvel universe that's true and like i it would be interesting to see Superior Spider-Man in a world where it's like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, X-Men can resurrect people now. We just had the Eternals have a god that like, because you know- <laughs> Judged that, everybody, yeah. Exactly, and you know that he's going to have knowledge of a lot of these different things that have gone on. Yeah. Because that's Hell, just who he is. And wouldn't it be cool to see that like the impetus behind this was like Doc Ock was Doc Ock presumably was judged just like everybody else. Ooh, maybe he succeeded. And it's like, because he was the superior Spider-Man. He's like, yeah. well, I gotta go back to that. <laughs> that. Okay. That I think would be amazing. If it was Doc Ock being judged and the judgment led to him deciding he needs to be superior Spider-Man again. Like the only that time was I'm ever worthy, right? Like, oh. that'd be yeah that would be super cool i i and there's an opportunity here and dan slot doing it kind of gives the book its cachet because like mm-hmm. the pre the, the the interim series it, it sold fine you know and it had, it had a good creative team but you know it won more dade which is like why would you do that so i mean I, i'm excited for them like this for me makes the most financial sense like as a as a business owner right. i'm kind of like oh good idea if only you'd done it sooner you know <laughs> But uh, will I read it? Eh, maybe. Depends on who's drawing it. <laughs> that's that's true. Like art, art with Spider-Man, I've learned with the amazing Spider-Man right now, can really affect how you view it. Because yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, the amazing Spider-Man art. I like the right? regular Spider-Man, but just doesn't, doesn't feel... No. No, no. I, I don't think anybody is like praising the art on the amazing Spider-Man right now. Right. Um. Moving on, uh, I, I saw this. This is the first time I'm hearing of this, but apparently the new Captain America movie, New World Order, has been changed. The title has been completely redone, mm-hmm. and it is now going to be uh, Brave New World. I I don't know. I think this was actually just announced this morning. Uh, it, there you go. Like It's something like that, and frankly, I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner because when I yeah. hear New World Order... I don't think hopeful. I think dictator taking over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Brave New World makes me think of the like Orwellian novel Brave New World, which is like more of about dystopias. 
which I mean, makes sense to me. Uh, also, of course, the image that you linked to, by the way, uh, not only does it showcase the backs of their tra- of their chairs saying Captain America Brave New World, but it also shows that Anthony Mackie's Captain America is wearing a very different costume. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that it's not so much they threw the baby out with the bathwater, but this is like a Captain America, uh, what was the Winter Soldier stealth suit mm. that he's wearing. Uh, but yeah, man, um, I don't know what to think about this. It, the, My concern, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this, but my concern about it is this. Them shifting the title this, this, this late in the game mm-hmm. says to me that Marvel hasn't learned anything. Because one of the biggest problems that Marvel has right now, Marvel Studios, that is, mm-hmm. is that they are too willing to change things on a dime. That they are so reliant on how much money they have and how much influence they have that they can, mm-hmm. you know, bully animation studios and uh, and, and and art houses. It, it's frustrating to me that they're like in a place where they go, yeah, um, well, we could change the title, like right now, because if they're gonna if they're willing to change the whole damn title, like this this far into the process, and admittedly, there's an inf- there's a famous example of this working out great called Star Wars where oh, revenge right. of the jedi was the original title of return of the jedi and then somebody it was probably george as i believe was like you know what actually uh jedi don't really take revenge maybe it should be return of the jedi end of story and uh, that's why you could buy like revenge of the jedi like posters and stuff because it was that far into the process but it but for me it says eh, that marvel is still willing to go like yeah when does the movie come out six weeks from now change the ending completely yeah, that's which we don't need. That is that is the worst sin that Marvel's been committing outside right. of their like, you know, business practices and treatment of, you know, CQ <laughs> studios. But otherwise other than that, other than like the human suffering they cause, the really the problem is the fact that they don't commit to a story. Yeah. You know, no, I course, what, I will what, what, fully what agree with that. Like the entirety cuz they they even changed up the Falcon and Winter Soldier show because that one i mean i can pseudo understand just because okay they were looking to basically cause the pandemic was i believe the original story so that one is a little bit more relevant and it's like i can understand that but like you said the changing of endings a couple weeks before the movie comes out like no like commit to a story because the more, like you said, the more you change it, the less faith I have in your story because yeah. it becomes more of a, is the improv going to be good this time? Like what, <laughs> what's not. going on here? Yeah, it's not like they're hiring, you know, Bill Hader to help punch up the dialogue, you know, right. like these, they're improv. These are, these are serious actors who want to be in Snowpiercer movies. They, they don't want to be, you know, riffing, you know, they're not members of the upright citizens brigade here. <laughs> Right. Uh, although, okay. So a little bit of a little bit deeper uh, digging suggests that apparently New World Order may also have been, uh, while it was the title of a Captain America comic book that also signified the debut of of, of uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America. Great comic, pick it up, fantastic art. But uh, that New World Order is is a dog whistle for white supremacists. That's honestly that kind of. 
Yeah. That, and that's, that's the real problem is that like they changed it because they don't want anyone to misconstrue that. Like, you know, we have this black lead as Captain America, but secretly we're all about whites, you know, like some kind of creepy, weird, insane interpretation. Although, you know, I, I'm from an older school of like thought where, you know, I, I remember this old uh, adage that the, even the conservative uh, right used to tout, which was um, if you let them do that, the terrorists win. Right. You know what I mean? If you change things because you're worried that like white supremacists or Nazis are going to like take a cue from it. I mean, sounds like they've already kind of got the ball, don't you? Like not that right. they're like in charge, but certainly that like they have more power over you. I mean, just the the name of the comic book is New World Order. Why change it now? Uh and I need to find like a uh I I wonder if there is a Captain America Brave New World comic book, but Again, it is innocuous. The change is innocuous overall. Like I'm not offended, uh, you know. And, and, and it, but but I'm also kind of like, if you're changing the title because you're worried that it's gonna like give it a, give a wink and a nod to the worst uh, the worst version of people, right? I mean, like I guess there's worse reasons to change a title. <laughs> yeah, and I will say at least they're doing this one a year out. Like, it's not like it's same year. It's not like weeks away. <laughs> exactly. True. It's coming out next May. So we, got we do have some time. We haven't seen really anything from the movie. So it's not like we're going, hey, we've had a couple trailers from New World Order. And now all of a sudden it's changed. like, luckily, we don't have that. Yeah. Um, I will say I actually didn't know about the Orwell novel about uh, Brave New World. It wasn't Orwell, by the way. It was Orwellian. It was a uh, oh okay. Sorry. Oh God, it was like Huxley, I think. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> either way, like I haven't heard of that or read it. So when I hear Brave New World versus New World Order, it mm -hmm. Brave New World feels more free, whereas yeah. New World Order sounds more controlled, aggressive. Yes, Ex and aggressive, exactly. And so I yeah. feel like it fits captain america a bit more as well as like it fits brave new world fits in a couple ways because it everything's new yeah but like we've we everything really is new we've got a new captain america we've got the new status quo from everything from endgame and all of that so like True. it it feels like it kind of fits more and it feels more like a this is what's out there i kind of like that like, yeah that's a great it. interpretation of it yeah i dig that a lot it's like almost like they're finally like lassoing the beast that is the MCU and saying, yes, this is the direction. Like mm -hmm. we are in a brave new world of Marvel now. Like, and exactly. we're, we're addressing it, you know? Cause it's like phase four. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Like nothing. It never meant anything. So it's like brave new world. Like you could almost call that this, this is what they're, what the, the end, like the name of the era. Love it. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. So, so. Uh, yeah, uh, God, I hate hearing about this. Madam Web producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura talks about the upcoming Madam Web movie, explaining the movie is going to be the origin story of the character finally, and will show who she was before the comics and how she became that character. Thank the living God that we get to see the origin film of what Madam Web was all about. You guys love and know Madam Web, right? The geriatric blind woman that sat in a spider chair and tormented Peter Parker in that cartoon show from literally 30 years ago? No? Well, well then, strap in. 
No, I'm Didn't just they she, like make her young again in the more recent they ones? They did. They did. She's she's Julia Carpenter now. They killed That's her. Right. They murdered her in Grim Hunt and then replaced her with Julia Carpenter, a redundant spider woman. They mm -hmm. were like, you know what? I don't know what to do with this. We got Jessica Drew. We got Julia Carpenter. We got Maddie Franklin. We got all these spider women. Uh, one's of Madam Web now. Nobody cares about the old woman. Get her out of here. Right. People, people even think she's Matt May. Get out of here. Forget about it. <laughs> and now we're going to make a movie about it. Cool. This would, the reason why I put this one on here is because, first off, it's it's from the SSU, which they're calling it, which I believe is the yes. Sony Spider-Man universe. Correct. Awesome. Love it. Anyway, the, I like this, I liked this news because it, it says that they're going with comic accurate stuff. It's not like Craven, where every single <laughs> time I hear something, I'm like, that's not Craven. Like, yeah. Craven's not an environmentalist. He's a hunter. Yeah. He goes to hunt things because he wants the challenge. Like, that's who he is. He's not out there fighting for the world. Like, that's just yeah. not the character. So, th this one. I kind of like that. It'll be interesting if they go with the original Madam Web or the new Julia Carpenter yeah. because of the fact that she is the relevant one in comics right now that right. I feel like they might lean into that. But because it's not Marvel directly, it really could go either way. Yeah, um, that's I've seen more like not footage, but images of that of Madam Web than I have of Captain America Brave New World. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a picture of like all the girls running around under like an, uh, under a, a subway overpass or something, and I'm like, yeah, this movie, the Madam Web movie, is going to be about a cadre of female spider people who are trying to save the Spider Verse or something. It's like, right. I, I'm, I mean, if that's the case, I'm surprised that Madam Web isn't in across the Spider Verse, but maybe she'll be in Beyond the Spider Verse. Uh, it, it's interesting to me that like. Sony is going in this direction because, you know, honestly, it suggests some kind of coordination and planning that mm -hmm. uh, I would have not given Sony the uh, benefit of the doubt on. So I'm kind of amazed that we're even getting it. But uh, yeah, great. We get a we get an origin story from Adam Webb, and then of course, don't forget about El Muerto and and, <sighs> and the and Venom Three, and uh, you know, uh, Craven and Morbius Two, even more Morbin. <laughs> and uh yeah I, i'm just like you know stick to spider-verse movies <laughs> like right. make cartoons you guys seem to be really on lockdown with that it's the only one that's won you an oscar mm -hmm. i kind of like the idea of this leading into beyond the spider-verse like it would it'd be interesting if this led into the madam web going to the great web Yes. And like her, maybe her universe gets destroyed somehow. And that's how they explain her going and becoming a cartoon so <laughs> that they can use her in the next Spider-Verse. Because thinking about it, yeah. Madam Web or Web Weaver, any of those would be perfect for the Spider-Verse movies because totally. they're talking about the fact that these canon events unraveled basically the different universes. And we've yeah. got two characters whose sole purpose is to basically maintain the web. So it would be a cool integration. I don't see it happening because of how soon Beyond the Sp Spider-Verse is going to be mm -hmm. versus the yeah. Madam Web. But I mean, who knows? This one, all I'm thankful for is that at least they're trying to do something more comic accurate as opposed yeah. to the craven situation yes uh <laughs> supposedly uh julia carpenter is a different character 
and Dakota Johnson's playing Madam Web, the original Madam Web. Oh, okay. Or a young version of the old Madam Web. Oh, maybe but it's yeah. a passing of the torch kind of thing. Could, I'll bet it is. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. I don't know. Uh, it's frustrating to see, uh, you know, because Sony is pretty terrible at this, but manages to have more slam dunks. I mean, like, everyone's like, man, what's the best Phase 4 movie? No Way Home. Which is kind yeah. of a Sony movie. They, they're the killing it movie? on the Spider-Man movies lately. Like when they're when Spider-Man's in them, they're yeah. nailing it. <laughs> exactly. So maybe they should stick to that. Uh, actor Oscar Isaac has made Marvel history by portraying three separate Marvel characters in major roles. Hell, three different Marvel properties for three different rival studios. Yep. He played N. Sabanur, a.k.a. Apocalypse, in the 2016 Fox X-Men movie. He played Moon Knight in the Disney Plus show. And he is Miguel O'Hara in the Sony Spider-Man 2099 in Across the Spider-Verse. Congratulations, man. He is now among a noble few. You know, he's like uh, Bill Paxton, who was killed by an alien, a Terminator, and a Predator. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I, I included this because the guy's a great actor. Like, yeah. I mean, no one can say that he's not every no, like he was dealt a bad hand with with apocalypse that's not his fault exactly <laughs> and yeah. i i just really liked this because it's it's awesome to see but it's also nice seeing the hopeful nature of hey look those characters that played something in a different marvel uni in a different marvel universe essentially yeah. we can still use them yes he like could, yeah, he could be he could he could be well i, I mean you know, if he had a, he, if, if he had portrayed an iconic apocalypse, you know, if he had been like the Thanos equivalent of the X-Men Fox universe, it would be harder. Right. If he was like, right. like the way Ian McKellen is Magneto, you know, it'd be like, oh, well, we can never really use me and McKellen in anything else. Um, all I, I'm now, I, I would I feel actually like... disagree with that just because of the fact that Josh Brolin was both Thanos and Cable. Cable, that's true. And people liked him as Cable. It wasn't like yeah. he failed at Cable, so it's okay for him to be Thanos. No, you're right. You're like right. They're, they're significantly different in terms of look. Like uh, like Apocalypse completely blue. You can't like you don't <laughs> confuse that. It's nope. It's easier to make it clear that they're very different. Absolutely. Yeah. Now all he needs to do is play Ragman in the DC universe and he can, he can just run the gamut. I'll be honest that I could see him rocking that role. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, and you know, freaking uh, James Gunn's ears are burning. He's like, did you say that you want to see Ragman on screen? Because I love Ragman. Let's do it. Qu quick side note with that. I am actually surprised. And if he did announce this, I missed it. That James Gunn <laughs> didn't go, hey, yeah, I'm going to do a Justice League Dark. Right? Well, the, uh, I mean, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole you want to go with this, but apparently Guillermo del Toro was going to make a Justice League Dark movie. And uh, because Guillermo del Toro was going to make it, obviously it was never going to happen. Uh, and of course it didn't. But right. the, the plan had been Guillermo del Toro's Justice League Dark. Um, I think that there's there's rumblings of a justice league dark show. Oh, I could see that. Or a, or I feel a... like that could work pretty well. Kind of do like a supernatural style show yeah. with the justice league dark. That'd be kind of cool. I would love to see. I mean, I, I I'm down, you know, but I want to see like, I, I, I want to see an Avengers style approach to that because I think that like, I mean, even if you want to do like, you know, cause what, what I hope is the trend. Cause you know, you got Matt Reeves is the Batman running parallel to this. 
Um, and they're and the DC's plan for the for Batman is Brave and the Bold, Batman and Son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love it if the DC Cinematic Universe Batman movies were under the Brave and the Bold title, and each Batman movie was Batman paired with a character who couldn't support their own movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like the you know it'd be Brave and the Bold Batman and Son, Batman and Robin, uh, Brave and the Bold Batman and Green Arrow. You know, uh, Brave and the Bold Batman and Dead Man, you know, something where it's like, and, and so it introduces you to the like other side because rather than do like, ra- rather than lose your shirt on a Zatanna movie, you make Bra- Batman and Bo- Bra- uh, Brave and the Bold Batman and Zatanna. You know, mm-hmm. you could probably get away with making like a $50 million Constantine movie. You know, Swamp Thing is getting his own movie. So you're already halfway there. Hell, if you put, Con- I- I'm sure Constantine will appear in the Swamp Thing movie. So you don't even need to do the Constantine movie. But uh, you put the the demon Etrigan into like a into the Zatanna movie, and now you've got everybody. Yeah. It's like okay, you're off to the races. Now make the Justly Dark movie. Um, I wish that the Justly Dark had a better name. Like I know that it's they're called Justice League for marketing purposes, but like Justice League doesn't pull in the shekels quite like Avengers. You know, when it comes right. to like brand recognition. I know people love comic book fans like, no, Justice League has been around longer and it's bigger and it has the most important and most iconic superheroes on it. That's true. But um, but I don't think that like calling anything Justice League works. And I think that's because I come from a time when there was Justice League Task Force, Justice League International, Justice League Europe, Justice League Antarctica. Like there were so many Justice Leagues, it kind of like diminished the brand. Of course, mm-hmm. that's ironic, too, because Avengers, Savage Avengers, Mighty Avengers, New Avengers, Avengers, West Coast, Avengers. West Coast Avengers. Uh, yeah. So really there's there's no rhyme or reason why any of them are successful but uh i feel like justly dark deserve that that team deserves like a a, a, a name for themselves you know mm-hmm. what i mean like because it's just so cool because nothing about them screams justice league to me i think they should just be like something cool you know like uh, there's a team from marvel called like the dark stalkers you know something like th- that has like a really cool name right it's, like, you distinctly about magic but uh because the only justice league thing related to them is the fact that batman put it together that he's like all right wonder woman joins it sometimes (laughs) or what exactly like it i don't know what the problem with magic i feel is it's hard coming up with a good name yeah well because it's always got some like gobbledygooks around it like you could call it like naboo's you know you know you connect it to dr fate or like the you know the lords of chaos and destiny i think or uh there's some kind of name there but again they're not lords that yeah. yeah. The only thing that the name that came to mind for me was the covenant, just because for sub or the coven or something like that, it's got a right. group of mystical magic beings. users. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But yeah. Weird side yeah. tangent that I just thought of in the middle. No, of totally. That. Yeah. Lord's Board and Chaos. Again, I, I like it, but uh, I feel like that's too aggrandizing. But then again, what isn't? So, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, DC Comics to follow in Marvel's footsteps by adding legacy numbering to all long-running DC Comics series, giving comics the run number alongside the legacy number. Finally! Yeah. Good. I I am shocked that this has not happened sooner, because they even have it on, I believe Flash and Wonder Woman went back to the legacy numbering, and everything else they decided not to. So they found the compromise of doing the Marvel method of uh, I believe like Batman 136 and then beneath it, it says legacy 900. Yes. And it's going to do that for the rest of it where it's well the number of the series legacy. And it's like, good. Cause you always do those random anniversary 
big issues that everyone's just like, where did this come from? We're Absolutely. on 36. How are we now on 900? What the yeah. hell? Well, now that being said, all of the legacy numbering that's being applied are for books that will hit a thousand in less than 10 years. That's so it's true. like, yeah, no, we're just, we're just gearing up to the thousand issues of every single one of these books, but I like it. The reason, and it's, it's so petty and pure. It's because Marvel does it. That's why they didn't do it before. It's the reason why DC doesn't have those full page descriptors about what's going on. You know, those context pages. Oh, that yeah. puts in? Like the yeah. summary of what's like previously in. Time. Yes. Yeah. The reason why DC doesn't do it because Marvel does it. I can see that. That was why. And I can say that now because the guy who told them not to use them doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> to that, Marvel. I mean, they said, actually, quote, to Marvel. It's, it's interesting. Cause it, with that guy being gone, I wonder if we will. I would hope they come back. Being those front pages, I would love I mean, a summary. God knows they could use it. Yeah, like every book at DC could use an effing page that says what happened in the last issue. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Like every comic is somebody's first, and like you know, jumping in both feet first in the deep end is like a good way to do it. And that's I, you know, when I was a kid, I never had those. But like, let me tell you how helpful those effing things are. <laughs> They really are, especially when you read multiple comics each week, or it's a comic that has different, like Batman. There's yeah. so many different Batman stories that it's. it would be nice to just have a, hey, by the way, this is the Batman that you're reading. Right oh, now. thank you. Oh, I thought that was the thing from like when he was fighting Mr. Freeze, but no, there's no one where he's fighting Man Bat. Thank you. Exactly. Okay, I'm back. Like, it, it, it makes perfect sense. That's something that should be an industry standard. It really should be. But uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that they're bringing it back at the very least for books that they're ready to celebrate, like, you know, whatever the word is that is like a centennial, but for a thousand. Uh, and Kelly Thompson announces that she is going to be writing the new Birds of Prey story at DC Comics and plans to create a whole new team around the leadership of Black Canary. Um, I think that's a great creative team, or at least very late. Kelly Thompson's a great pick for yeah. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey should be a book that comes out. It's a it's a fine book. Uh, it looks like Leonardo Romero is doing um, the uh, the art, and he worked with her on Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, good. It's about time. Yeah, I saw this, and I, I like the look of it just because Birds of Prey, it, it's been out of the spotlight for a very long time, occasionally showed up during uh, the Batman Urban Legends run, yes. where they had a couple really random team members. But it was... It was fun seeing Birds of Prey that wasn't the original. I always yeah. I always enjoy when they revive teams with one or two original members, but the yeah. rest of it is new characters because you get different dynamics, you get new characters, you get new stories, and you never have to go, <laughs> oh, this is like that other one where they did this exact same thing, and I exactly. know where it's probably going to go. Yeah. So. Uh, I do know that Cassandra Kane will be on this Birds of Prey. Oh, good. So that's that's one official confirmation from Kelly okay. Thompson on Twitter. She's like, yeah, Cassie will be on this team. Um, good use of her. Uh, great idea. And like, I love the idea of, uh, of, of Dinah forming a team, especially because of her links to the previous iteration. And uh, yeah, uh, it sounds like a great idea. And Kelly Thompson's a good writer. I loved her Black Widow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kelly Thompson has been knocking it out of the park lately. Like, every, she's one of the Kelly Thompson and Tom Taylor are, and Jed McKay 
Yeah. Those yeah. are three writers that if I see them on a book, I will pick it up and try it at the very least. Like it's totally, they are trustworthy writers to give you good stuff. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. That's true. They're always worth at least a, uh, like a, like a sight unseen blind read. Give it a try. Exactly. That's great, man. Um, any other secret uh, bonus episodes or stuff you want to mention or uh, not really? That's kind of everything that I found. Nothing else really stuck out, unfortunately. And I wish I was able to read the comics this week because me too. The uh, the newest Dark Knights of Steel dropped as well as John Kent Superman. And I want to see what's going on with him and Injustice mm -hmm. Superman. Yeah, so me too. I'm kind of bummed that I wasn't able to talk about that, but. Maybe did you next read, time. Um, did you know when or how many issues Dark Knights of Steel is going to be? Because I assume it's 12. I'm pretty sure it's the last I remember. It was a 12 issue maxi series. OK, cool. Because so. I uh, I read it and then it like it had this really weird, inconsistent release schedule. And I was like, I'm not going to read this until it's done. Yeah. Like and I just dropped the book. But I'm like, I like what's going on, but I can't wait. These like random periods that aren't consistent. I'll just wait until it's over. I feel like there was a some sort of delay in the middle because they also went, I I think like six issues. Then all of a sudden they went, hey, here's some weird tie-ins about yes! like the ro the Batman rogues being in an orphanage or something. Yeah, and I'm like, what is this? It was yeah. like DC vampire, DC versus vampires or whatever, where I'm like, what what is this? Like when is this when is this coming out? And then there was like that was during the comicsology switch over to Amazon, so it was impossible to read. Yes. And I was like, I dropped a lot of books because of Amazon's comicsology nonsense. But uh, no kidding. Yeah. But that was and that's funny because, of course, DC vs. Vampires feels like a Tom Taylor book, but just straight up isn't. Um, but yeah, man. Um, well, there you have it. We want to thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel. And of course, follow us on Twitch.tv uh, slash comic story. And if you want to watch us live here uh, on Tuesdays around 530 or around 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, of course, check out our sponsor, Gamer Subs. All the descriptions and information, all information are in the description below this video. Uh, thank you, Dan, for being here. Thank you to Benny. Hopefully, he will be feeling soon, uh, feeling well soon. And uh, if you are uh, going to be in the San Diego area this July, we're going to San Diego Comic Con. So hopefully, we'll see you there. Uh, that's it for us here at uh, Absolutely Marvel in DC slash Absolute Comics. So long, everybody. <laughs>